I'm speaking with Matthew Ozapolsky, and we're talking about trees in Nevada City, and it's an ongoing story here. But, uh, Matt, uh, what updates do you have for us? And this involves PG&E taking down trees on private property many of the times, not all the time, uh, for fire prevention. And it's been um, going on now for a couple, three weeks. So what's up? What's the newest information? Uh, well, I mean, it's been going on for a couple couple months now, my involvement in this. Um, they had originally marked 263 trees for renewal at the end of a couple months of negotiations. They're still planning on taking down exactly 263 trees or possibly a few more. So um, despite our best efforts, there haven't been any any real points of progress in our negotiations with PG&E. Um, they are standing firm on, on every tree that they originally marked for removal. Um, our focus right now is in the Pioneer Cemetery between West Broad and Orchard Street. Um, some allies of ours have built a platform in one of the big pines there, which has people in it around the clock right now. And it's a, it's a tense waiting time primarily right now. There's going to be a major police action against us happening at some point within the next week, most likely. So it's uh, a moment of calm before some, some really heavy times, most likely. I understand they're going to have to bring in a crane to actually get up there to where people have set up a platform. Is that correct? I don't know their exact strategy, but I know that's one of the things that they were discussing. Matt, uh, today uh, there was uh, the possibility of some trees being removed on Orchard Street. We talked this morning. Um, what is the latest on that? As far as I know, and I'm actually just a few blocks away heading in that direction, but Orchard Street didn't get – the properties that were contested on Orchard Street didn't get hit today. Uh, what we're talking about there are two properties specifically, um, one in which two trees have been marked for removal and – the owner actually paid to get them professionally trimmed so they're shorter than the lines in addition to being healthy trees. So she's hoping to retain those trees based on the fact that they're no longer even tall enough to touch the lines. Um, another property stands to lose every single tree in his front yard. He has uh, seven trees in his front yard that are going to be removed. Um, he's advocating for one of those trees, and we're going to support him in whatever way we can to save that one tree. Um, but that is imminent, but didn't seem to happen today. And uh, PG&E crews have been working um, farther up West Broad today on city trees, mostly big pines that we hate to see go, but we it's private property, so these aren't ones that we've specifically been contesting. Um, what is the situation with the Blue Atlas uh, tree on Broad Street. Um, tell us about that, where it stands right now. And describe the tree to our listeners that may not know where it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a heartbreaking situation right now. The tree itself was planted by uh, Felix Gillet about 140 years ago. He was a internationally famous horticulturalist and is actually buried in the Pioneer Cemetery where, where some of our other work is taking place. It's a gorgeous tree, branches out in all sorts of directions, um, huge trunk, an older tree, um, and PG&E had ri originally planned to remove it for some, you know, bureaucratic reasons as much as anything. 
proximity to the lines, even though it was leaning the opposite direction from the lines. Um, so we've been advocating all along to have it examined by uh, a city arborist, Zeno Acton, who's on a city contract, and he looked at it once and thought that it was viable to retain, and then after a couple months of back and forth, uh, he was called in again to give it a, a deeper inspection. And um, tragically, what, what they discovered is that, or what Zeno discovered is that after two and a half hours of, of doing tests on it, he thinks that it has heart rot to an extent where it's not viable. So... I think we did everything absolutely right. We pushed for, you know, good local people to do this analysis. We advocated for PG&E not to be able to remove a tree this precious simply on the basis of, you know, the minutia of their regulations, but rather on, you know, the health of the tree as, as ascertained by people that we in the community trust. But having gone through that whole process, um, my decision and the decision of, of most of the leadership of our unaffiliated organization is that the tree genuinely probably doesn't need to be removed for safety reasons. Um, and that's been a really hard piece of news for a lot of our supporters to, to bear and um, continues to be a point of controversy, controversy within within our group. But my personal stance is that you know, given that exactly the person that we asked to have inspected did do that inspection and feels that it's likely to fall down within the next year, I think I think we're morally, morally obligated to stand aside at this point and allow that removal, even though it, it breaks my heart. It's my son's favorite tree in the world, and I certainly don't want to see it go. But I also feel like, you know, we have to follow the science, whether it gives us the news that we want or whether it gives us the news that we don't want. And I'm proud of the work that we did to make sure that science was done and to make sure that it was done right. Uh, when is this likely to happen? If I had to guess, I would say early next week. I think most of the controversial cuts are going to happen in in tandem with a major police action early next week. But um, I don't have access to the full details of their plans. On Wednesday, we're planning on holding a a gathering for the tree, sort of a, a goodbye, mem goodbye memorial or sending off ceremony or whatever words you choose to use, but a, a gathering for the tree to send it, send, it on, send it on its way. And we're also talking actively about what to do with that wood. There's some artists in town who are interested in making making something. I don't know. We haven't settled on any details there, but we're we're planning on doing something worthwhile with the wood. And it actually had a little sapling growing at the base of it, and that's been taken by somebody and will be replanted and, and nourished somewhere. So we're doing our best to honor the tree and, and honor the emotional process of the people who have actually been you know, intimately involved with the tree over these past few months are going through. It's, in some ways, it's easier for me because my role has primarily been an organizer and a spokesperson from you know at home on my laptop, although I've been on site frequently, but there's people who have actually been sitting in that tree or at the base of that tree day after day after day, week after week. Um, and for some of them, it's it's really understandably difficult to let go and to accept this news and, and walk away. And the tree, you know, to a lot of people, feeling, feeling the presence of the tree, it feels healthy and strong to them. And so it's a process, and we're, we're working on figuring out how to let go. Yes, very difficult. Uh, the every time I go by there, I see people up in the tree, having you know, just kind of like embracing the tree. Must be very hard on them. 
It is. You know, there's been people who have been playing music at the base of it. There's been people who have been painting it. There's been people who have been sitting in it. There's people who have taken their children up in it. Um, so it's not it's not an easy thing to to walk away from. And it's you know it's easy to say you have to follow the science, and I think ultimately we do. But I also am very sympathetic to the people who are struggling with that process in various ways. Well, Matt, uh, thank you so much for the update, and that pretty much brings us up to today. And uh, feel free to contact us at any time uh, because we want to continue to cover this story. Now, how can people uh, keep uh, in contact with your organization? Uh, What's the best way they can do that? Well, there's two basic ways. Um, There's a website called saveNCTrees.org which is an excellent place for, you know, gathering the overall information that we've put together over the course of these past months. It's a good resource for other communities that are dealing with similar conflicts with PG&E and for people who want to catch up on the history. And then we also have a uh, Facebook page called Saving Nevada City Trees, um, which is the best place to tune into for current breaking events. Matt, thank you so much for speaking with KVMR and uh, keeping us in the loop. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Paul. I've been speaking with Matthew Ozopolsky. He's with SaveNevadaCountyTrees.org about the situation in Nevada City where PG&E is cutting down many trees that people consider to be historic.